Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. The Bucks game is over. And now... It's time for the longest-running Pro Hoops post-game show in Milwaukee. Hear from the players. You know, I feel good. I always can get better. But, you know, I know I know myself. I know how usually it goes. You know, uh, if I'm healthy, things are going to be okay. The head coach. Um, you know, offensively, I think, you know, we make a few more shots. Could be dangerous. And the fans. You got a guy in Giannis. He's just, like, the most likable human being. And all the other people fall in line with that. Everybody kind of takes after him. And it just it's really positive to see that be the team that we give. This is the Pick and Save Pro Hoops Post Game Show. Now, here's your host, Bill Baby Tausch Schmid on 105.7 FM, The Fan. Deflating to say the least as the Bucks fall in overtime, the home opener of the 2019-2020 season, and the Bucks fall to the Miami Heat tonight. 131-126, your final, 414-799-1250. They're open. You can react with us. It's the longest-running call-in postgame show in the city. It's 414-799-1250. Difficult calls, difficult play, and also difficulty closing out the story tonight for the Milwaukee Bucks at a 17-point lead at half. They allowed multiple runs in the fourth quarter. They get outscored in that fourth quarter, ultimately by 11. There was a 20-5 run there by the Miami Heat. Could not close out the Miami Heat tonight in front of your home crowd in the home opener, and that is the story of the game, but we'll get into all of it and how it went down and how it shook out at Pfizer Forum Coming up in our game recap, 29 points, 17 boards, and nine assists from Giannis Antetokounmpo in 37 minutes, but not the final three. Two games in, two foul outs for the reigning MVP, and I know that's going to be the conversation tonight that we're going to have. You can also get at us on Twitter at 105.7 FM, the fan. I'm Bill Schmidt, baby Tausch here. I'm your host of the Pick and Save Pro Hoops post game show, Evan Heffelfinger, producing the program as well today, taking your calls on the other side at 414-799-1250. We'll get to the reaction here just in a couple of seconds, but let me lay it the foundation here again. Another great night by Giannis but cut a little bit short by difficult calls against the reigning MVP and just not being able to close out the game. A little bit of complacency, it felt like, coming out of the half with the 17-point lead, all things working, the Bucks with a 70-point quarter, and after that, they, they allowed the Miami Heat to hang around. They allowed the Miami Heat to hang around and stay in this thing, and ultimately it came back and bit you, and they had multiple ch- cracks, even once Giannis goes out of the game, into overtime, four consecutive missed free throws by the Miami Heat. They put the Heat on the line 13 times in the final seven and a half minutes of the game with overtime and regulation included, respectively. The Bucks give the opportunity for the Heat to steal one, and they do so in the home opener. Once again, it's the Big and Save Pro Hoops postgame show, 131-126. We'll get right to it. We're the longest-running call-in postgame show in the le- in the city. That means we get right to the reaction, and it's Joel leaving Pfizer Forum, starting us out at 414-799-1250. So, okay, this was a tough one because it seemed like they were going to win. And it's always tough. Like, if they're losing the whole way through and they lose, you're kind of mentally prepared for that. But when sure. you're up, it's just like, okay, we got this. And then all of a sudden, in the second half, they kind of took their the foot off the gas a little bit. And one thing I never want to take for granted is Giannis. And so Giannis had a bad game, and he had 29-17-9. and And so, yes, is he – not the greatest shooter, of course. Does he have some deficiencies on the free throw line? Yes, but he's a buck. He's our guy, and I never want to take him for granted. So even in a tough loss like this, you know what? 
so be it, move on to the next. So, like, when I have right. to hear Gary talk about what he can do to be better, he's right. He's not wrong. Giannis knows that, though. So, he let's just never take Giannis for granted. That's all I'm saying. No, Joel, I, I completely agree. What was the atmosphere like inside of serve today? It was crazy to start, for sure. It was a good opening to the season. Um, but I just really feel that people, you know, the fans and maybe the players, too, thought, like, we got this one. And so the intensity, mm-hmm. in my opinion, dropped off in the second half. And then, you know, there was that surge when Giannis got the bucket to tie it and go to overtime. But, yeah, I feel like they kind of took their foot off a little bit in the second half. Absolutely. Appreciate it, Joel. Pick and save Pro Hoops postgame show. What he just said there was the, the feeling in the studio the entire night. Once you get that extended lead at half, it's easy in this league to believe that you can coast. It's easy to, to get into a mindset of, this one's in the bag. This one's in the bank and earning interest, as Ted Davis would like to say. But you cannot allow yourself to do that as a team. Giannis did not have his best game tonight. Joel is right. 21 shot attempts. He was 5-9 from the free throw line, 37 minutes. But he nearly gets a 30-point triple-double, 29-17-9. He was off. He seemed flustered. The Bucks in the second half looked like they were trying to grasp a little bit at straws to try to get some of the momentum back that they lost, letting their foot off the gas pedal a little bit there. But to to be able to go into a game where you go 10 deep and your superstar doesn't have his best night and isn't able to finish off the game, it's going to be closer to a coin flip than anything else when Giannis isn't able to finish down the stretch. And the difficulty on calls, some that may have been botched, and also just being a little bit smarter, I think the intelligence and in settling into the game is where you're going to see a biggest, the biggest improvement from Giannis because we, we know what he can do on a basketball floor. But making sure that you're there for the final three minutes of the game, that's a, a, a big stretch there. Now also we'll get into Chris Middleton, 7 of 16 shooting for him, 4 of 11 from downtown, most notably the one that doesn't go in to try to tie it at 129 there in overtime. Chris had a tough night as well. It's a tough two-game start to the season. But there it is again. There's 80 to play here. It's hard not to get swept up in the emotion of this one because you feel it slip away, and this is one of those games that you felt like was already won when you go into halftime. But you got to finish out all 48 minutes. And the Bucs don't finish off in the final 24, add it to 29 with the overtime. And the Bucs fall tonight, 131-126 at serve the opener of the 2019-2020 home campaign. Tony is in Ashland. He's up on the Big and Safe Pro postgame show. Hey, Tony. Hey, good evening. So um, I think the one thing that bothers me the most is uh, the, the team defense. You know, I you know I can go through the whole season, but when you see that defense like that, that just had me up out of my seat. But the one thing that I'm starting to think about is, like, um, Giannis is uh, – they're calling a lot of close fouls on him, and it's almost like they're targeting him. But I'm not saying this is happening, but I'm starting to – it came into my mind, I'm like, is the NBA trying to get him out of game so he has that effect where they lose to try to get him out of Milwaukee? Because I'm like, these are some terrible calls on him. And he's the reigning mm-hmm. MVP. Yeah, no doubt about it, Tony. I, I appreciate the call. And he drops off and opens up a line for you at 414-799-1250. He is the reigning MVP. There's a level of respect that comes with that title. And there's supposed to be a level of respect from the officiating that comes with that title. I didn't think the call on Thursday night Didn't think it was fair at all. Thought it was egregious that you're not only giving a foul to the MVP on that, we got to take into account what this is. He's right. This is the sixth foul. These are the walking papers. Some of that goes into not putting yourself in that position to pick up that cheap foul, but making sure that you're able to extend through. Down on the block, that seemed like simply the fact of Giannis is much bigger than then Dragon Bender threw him to the ground, got a little bit of positioning, and as we saw Justice Winslow do towards the end of regulation, the Miami Heat were very good at selling contact tonight. The Bucks made it a little easier on him. They gave him plenty of forcible contact, 
but taking taking the ball and running with it, the Miami Heat made some tough decisions for the officials, and they went against the home team a lot late in that game. 131-126, Bucks fall in overtime. It's the Big and Save Pro Hoops postgame show. We'll get you a drive of the game. We'll hear from Coach Budenholzer after the game. Hopefully hear a little bit of Giannis in our MVP minute as well as go through the near – triple-double again that Giannis puts up. 29, 17, and 9. Three steals, two blocks, but eight turnovers in fouls out of his second game, the second game of the 2019-2020 season. Jesse's in Milwaukee. Jesse's on the Pick and Save Probes postgame show at 414-799-1250. Hey, Jess. Hey, how you doing, man? Good. Um, I think um, with all the chances we got at the end of the game, we just got to learn how to close that out. And, uh, do you know how many fouls Giannis had going into the third quarter? I believe he had three, but I could be wrong. Okay. So I, I thought he had about two going into the third quarter. He's got to be more disciplined when it comes to um, playing defense. He, I, I, I yeah. understand he wants to get aggressive, but, I mean, you, the way the refs are calling the game tonight, you got to be weary of that. And um, another thing I wanted to add was, to me, I think the fans – um, at the end of the game, they were electric, right? Because it was a close game, uh, whatever the case is. But I feel like we were flat. We were really flat uh, at the beginning of the third quarter, beginning of the fourth quarter. And I just think we we need to be better as fans to get the Bucks that energy that they need to close out those games. Appreciate it, Jesse. And Tim Allen and I talk about this on the baseball post game show, and I'm excited to be in here for the Pick and Save Pro Hoops postgame show and, and get into a great season of Bucks basketball. We talk about that little bit of a lull in the middle of the game. It's easy as a fan base to feel a lull when you're up 17 at half. You think you're walking away with this game going into it, seeing the Miami Heat? They've been to the playoffs twice in the last five years, 500 team for the last half decade since LeBron left. The staple of mediocrity. You're coming into a game as the reigning one seed in the East, believing that you should be able to walk through one of these games. You get out to that initial jolt and expect to see some highlight dunks on the way out. Maybe that's how we're going to close this thing out. And instead, Miami Heat had other plans. They kept kicking in all factors of this game. They never stopped. They kept moving the ball. They kept taking shots. Now, some of them weren't great shots, but they went. And when you allow a lesser team to hang around in games, you allow a Kelly Olynyk to get hot and hit four threes in the span of like six minutes and bring the heat back into the ballgame. And that's really what that did. Take a quick time out. It's 414-799-1250. It's a big and save Pro Hoops postgame show. If you're leaving Pfizer Forum, it was the home opener. I want to know how that crowd was tonight. It felt electric to start. Also, it felt like throughout the game, there were peaks and valleys, and the Bucks weren't able to get through a couple of those long draws that they got on a little bit as that team went into the break. Up 17, allow a 20-5 to run in the middle of that fourth quarter, open up the floodgates and allow the Heat to get back into the game. At one point, they didn't lead since the early parts of the second quarter. Retake that lead with about eight minutes left, and it was back and forth, but the Heat stuck themselves out in front for quite some time towards the end of the game and really controlled the end of the game. Bucks get a miracle tip in by Giannis at the buzzer to go into overtime, the end of regulation, draw up an out-of-bounds play to Chris Middleton. He's unable to hit the long-range two, goes right into the hands of Giannis, tips it in before the buzzer, tied at 121. We go into overtime, and that is when Giannis fouls out with about three minutes left, and the Bucks were unable to close it out without their MVP tonight like they did in Houston on Thursday night. 414-799-1250. I'm Bill Schmidt, baby Tausch. Evan Heffelfinger is here as well. You can join us at 414-799-1250. Got some tweets at 105.7 FM, the fan, to get to as well. Bucks lose the home opener, 131-126. We're your home to talk about it right here on the fan. Did that really just happen? It's time for the are you kidding me? Moment of the game. Brought to you by Gene Wagner Plumbing. Celebrating over 50 years in business. For any residential, commercial, or industrial plumbing needs, go to GeneWagner.com. This is the Pick and Save Pro Hoops Post Game Show on The Fan. 
Ilyasova inbounds. Middleton, step back. Yes! 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 For the tie! It must be replayed. It looked good from our vantage point. Boy, this is as close as it that's Fox Sports Wisconsin on the call. Giannis with a putback tip in at the end of regulation to tie at 121 up. Miami Heat best the Bucks in overtime tonight. 131-126, your final score in the home opener at Pfizer Forum. I'm Bill Schmidt, Baby Tausch. This is the Big and Save Pro Hoops postgame show. Appreciate you hanging out and talking Bucks basketball with us after each game right here on The Fan. We've been doing it longer than anybody else. That the Are You Kidding Me moment of the game brought to you by Gene Wagner Plumbing. They celebrate over 50 years in business. For residential, commercial, industrial plumbing needs, go to GeneWagnerPlumbing.com. Giannis being able to come up clutch in that moment was some is something that we obviously have become a little bit accustomed to. But what has been more head-scratching in the first two games of this year have been the calls being gone going against Giannis and also, at times, frustrating aggression. Understanding the moment and understanding where you are in the moment sometimes makes you step back and think just one quick second. Do I need to push this this spot? Do I need to go all out to get this position? I'm I love Giannis's intensity. I do. Sometimes you just got to be a little bit more patient and allow the game to come to you. He goes off for 29-17 and 9 tonight. You're not going to change the way that guy plays, nor do you want to. You don't want to go to Giannis and say, hey, dude, don't be so aggressive. But the maturity of the player, I think, is only going to heighten his awareness to game situations and also his effect on these games. Knows he's the best player in the league, but understanding that your team needs you at this exact moment is something that comes with comes with time. And being able to keep himself in games like tonight, I don't see being a problem moving forward with Giannis. I think it's only going to get better. Also, I think the officiating on Giannis needs to be better. That sixth foul call cannot be made on Giannis, either Thursday night or Saturday night. To get the league MVP out of the game on that, I mean, I know Coach Bud isn't going to talk too much about it in the postgame, and we'll hear from Matt Velasquez after he gets out of the Bucks locker room from the Milwaukee Journal Sentinel, but there's gotta be there's gotta be answers for that. To to boot the league MVP on some real ticky tack calls concerning, to say the least. 414-799-1250. Bucks losing overtime. It's the home opener, and it's the big and save Pro Hoops postgame show. Let's go out to McGuanago. It's Brady at 414-799-1250. What's going on, Brady? Hi. Hi. Thank, thank you for taking my call. Appreciate you making it. So, am like, I the only one that thinks that uh, Court, Corver was the uh, best at acquisition that, like, we made during, during the uh, offseason? No, I don't think a lot of people are going to disagree with you. Kyle Korver was – a lot of people were fired up that he came in free agency. Be, be, because that, like, I, I like, was at the game, and he made, like, three or four threes right in a row at some point. Mm-hmm. Man. Brady, who were you at the game with today? Uh, one, one, one of my uh, buddies. One of your and, buddies? Like, your buddy got yeah, season man. tickets? Uh, nope. You guys I, uh, just I I I I got seats from uh seat seat geek for Oh like, for sure. For for like you... le- less less hey, than Brady. a pop. You, did you use that promo code Bart that they that they always talk about in the morning? Bart? You know Bart oh, Winkler? Yeah. yeah yep. You should use that. All right, Brady. Hey man, we'll talk soon, all right? All right. Thanks. Uh, thanks, man. I appreciate hey, yeah, pre- it. I appreciate you checking in. That's Brady and McGuanago leaving the game. Saturday, 4 o'clock tip. Can't make this stuff up. You know that's going to happen. I mean, fully encourage it. 
early. Also probably out celebrating Halloween tonight. Watch out if you're on the roads. I know that's going to be a wild one. It was a wild one at Fiserv Forum that kind of broke out. 17-point lead for the Bucks going into the break. We'll get into our game recap in just one moment. It started out with the Bucks kind of hitting the gas pedal as you would expect them to do at certain points in the year. You'd expect them to run away with against teams like this, especially when it starts off with, at one point in that first quarter, eight consecutive points by the man who was unable to put in the final one for the Bucks, number 22, Chris Middleton, was red hot early. Middleton again. Love it. Cash money. Coming out aggressive. Middleton scoring eight of the Bucks for his 12 points. That in the first quarter, all these highlights courtesy of Fox Sports Wisconsin. And it's always fun whenever the MVP does something like this. pass break and then that and the low center of gravity he got down lower than Kendrick Nunn who was in a defensive stance on the blowback and then uncoiled at the rack Giannis with a powerful slam there in the first quarter and the Bucks after one were up four though 33-29 in Miami hanging around Giannis would once again get to work in that second quarter part of a 37 point quarter for the Bucks in the second as they started to pull away from Miami all around. He got tangled up. Giannis to the corner. West Matthews in rhythm. Yes. The operative word, Jim, in rhythm. Giannis laid that right on the money, right into the shooting pocket of West Matthews. Just gather and let it go. Bucks fans loving the addition of Kyle Corver, and he was loving it early from three. Corver. Shot popped he, by Corbin. He popped and then looked at, looked at the official like it was accidental. Like, oh, you know, my bad. Hey, I'm just, hey, I'm just standing there, man. No. Marcus Johnson and Jim Paschke on the call. Corver with 13 at recess, and the Bucks loving it in their first opportunity. Bucks fans to see Kyle Corver shooting in the 26 for the Bucks. Fast forward into, well, we'll keep it right here at, to end the second quarter. It was Kyle Corver's fourth. And make it one, two, three. Now give me one more. Corver. Pass back three and a foul. Second. Four-point opportunity for the Bucks in the second quarter. This time it's Corver. Bucks really operating. That made it 70-53 at the break. And the Bucks up by 17 at the timeout. Feeling good. The home crowd settled down. And that's where a little bit of sluggishness started to creep in. The Bucks did not come out of the locker room the way you want to, and they allow the Heat to squeak their way back in. The Heat outscore the Bucks by nine there in the third quarter and open up for the opportunity to start up the quarter on a 28-14 run. It was 20-5 run at one point, and the Heat found themselves up eight, their largest lead there in the fourth quarter. But the Bucks would start to climb back being matched with a 39-point quarter, Chris Middleton would bring them quite a bit closer, but first Giannis would start to silence the gap after they make it their largest lead of eight. Giannis would throw something down. Giannis from distance. He makes the play and Talk about making the winning plays. That's how you do it, young fella. That is how you do it. 29 points, 17 rebounds, and nine assists but a career-high eight turnovers for the Greek Freak allow Miami to hang in it. Bucks trim it within two off the hand of sweet cash money Middleton. Middleton, yes, three. Two-point game, 50.1 seconds remaining. Bucks make 17 threes in the night. It was a big missed three, though, that gave this one a chance in overtime. Give me a show inbounds. Middleton, step back. Yes! 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 For the tie! It must be replayed. It looked good from our vantage point. Boy, this is as close as it is. 
Bucks close it on a 9-2 run to close out the fourth quarter closeout regulation, tie it at 121. They would score first in overtime, but then it was all heat after Giannis would foul out on a questionable call down on the block trying to post up Dragon Bender or not Dragon Bender, excuse me. Goran Dragic, and Dragic drew a few different calls tonight, as well as Justice Winslow. They were uh, finding themselves on the floor quite a bit. The Heat get a lot of calls. The Bucks unable to capitalize and close out, and they lose the home opener tonight, 131-126. 414-799-1250. Owens next up on the fan on the Pick and Save Pro Hoops postgame show. Hi, Owen. Hey, how you doing, Bill? Thanks for taking my call. Appreciate you making it, man. Um, so while I agree with you that bringing out Giannis at the end of that game, it really switched, like swingled the momentum of the game, but allowing 131, you're not really going to win the game. And while Miami's shot selection was a lot better than ours, and the fact that we were just playing iso ball, I felt like, in the final two minutes of the overtime really just changed the, the game. Yeah, no doubt about it. Appreciate the call, Owen. Were you at the game tonight or just watching it at home? No, I was there. Um, the crowd really just silenced at the end of the overtime. Yeah, no doubt about it. I, I would have been a little bit quiet, too. Appreciate appreciate the call, Owen. Hopefully you hang out with us after each and every game here on The Fan. When the crowd is taken out of a game like this, where, where you're trying to hopefully ride a little bit of momentum in the home opener, Bucks were were able to allow Miami to kind of take out the Bucks home crowd a little bit at certain points in the night. They opened the door to have their home crowd silenced a little bit. And, I mean, yeah, Owen, you're right. Crowd did quiet down towards the end of the game. They knew it was over. Everybody's going to quiet down when you know it's over. Giannis goes out for the second straight night. And you can't tell me that Thursday night didn't give you a little bit more confidence with being able to play without 34. But then, boom, immediately. The next trip down the floor, you lose George Hill and one of your biggest veteran leaders and the guy that's going to control the offense goes out. And at that point, the game was definitely different. It got weird at the end. There were a lot of missed free throws. The Heat missed four straight in overtime trying to close out the Bucks. I mean, they were sitting at 129 for almost like a full minute and a half of game time in like three or four possessions. The Bucs had their opportunities. The one most notably, and I saw a lot of people freaking out on it in the mentions, was the take by Eric Bledsoe when it kind of, the seat kind of parts. And he's in transition. He tries to go up and slam, and Bam comes in from behind and out of Bayou slaps that ball right out of Bledsoe's hand. They get the ball back in transition. Now, the Heat would then miss those two free throws coming up and give you the opportunity to still close the gap. But at that exact moment, you're looking around like, dude, you need three still. There was 19 and a half seconds left on the clock, I believe. So if you're trying to extend the game with a two, it's not a bad call, but... To be able to go up strong and complete allowed the hesitation a little bit. Bledsoe got a little cute with it. And really good hustle play by Miami. I mean, Miami didn't quit at all for all 53 minutes. There's a reason why they ended up winning the game. But from a Bucs side of this and the team that was the favorite coming into it, I mean, you saw where you lost the game tonight. Were these games that you saw the Bucs win a lot of last year? No doubt. Will you see them lose more of these than they win? I don't believe so. But being able to close out is something that you're hoping to see a lot more of and a mindset being able to put teams away that you maybe didn't see a whole lot of tonight by the Milwaukee Bucks. 414-799-1250. The South Side, it's Mike. Hey, Mike, you're on the fan. What's going on, dude? Well, he's listening to us on the radio. So this is what happens when when you put us on hold and then you just think that you're just going to listen to us through the radio. There's a slight delay, actually, the radio uh, nerd kind of thing. So I'll just explain it. And now Mike will be ready to go on the Pick and Save Pro Hoops postgame show. What's going on, Mike? Oh, 
I got the delay on the radio. Sorry. I got you, dude. Uh, now you just said this, Bledsoe. Was that a dunk or a layup? I don't think he can dunk, can he? Oh, no, yeah, no. Bledsoe can definitely throw down, but I think well, I think Mikey was going for some style points, and, and well, when you're you trying to what? get up, you got to get down. They could have called a foul, but he's not a soccer player. Now, I want to get back to this guy they had in Giannis, the soccer player. Mm-hmm. Dragon. Yeah, Goran Dragic, plop, yep. Plop, plop, out, foul out. Now, if you go back to the Houston game, Harden got no calls. Westbrook got no calls. That was on the road for the Bucks. Now they're at home. They get no calls. I don't. You think this is a trend? I don't understand it. And that Dragon, that was a total flop. Oh yeah, no doubt about it. Mike, appreciate. Then, oh, go ahead, Mike. Sorry. One more. Uh, the Heat hustled. I got to give him that in yep. overtime. And I'll hang up, and it's good to talk to you. Appreciate it, Mike. Yeah, no, the Heat got a lot of loose balls. There's a reason why they they manufactured a lot of breaks. I always make this snarky comment to people because I'm a little bit sarcastic, and some people would call me a little bit of a jerk. But it's it's really funny how lucky, hardworking people are. It's really funny how lucky, hardworking teams are. The Heat. They busted all 53 minutes of this game. There were a lot of times Eric Spolstra's crew could have laid down and wilted. They battled through, and they they got a hard-earned win tonight. Were they aided by some flopping and some, well, yes. I mean, they, they, they did go down quite easily. I think the one that Justice Winslow had at the end of regulation against Brooke Lopez was one that was a little bit more egregious, but... You got to give a team credit for being able to manufacture their own breaks, and the Heat forced the Bucks into a lot of bad possessions towards the end of the game. There were three straight times down the floor that the Bucks didn't even get a shot up. Three straight empty possessions that you didn't get a shot up. Can't have it. Two turnovers, ball out of bounds, or two. Uh, Offensive fouls, and then the ball squirts out of bounds. I believe that was off Bledsoe's hand. I mean, uncharacteristic turnovers. Bucks turned the ball over 18 times. Not going to win a whole lot of games like that. Maurice tweets in at 105.7 FM, the fan. Shaking my head, they lost to a team without Jimmy Butler. Kind of reminds me of last year when they got just out-hustled by Phoenix. Well, the Phoenix team is... A little bit of a different situation than the Miami Heat. I think the Heat are a little bit better, but you were playing with a team that didn't have the guy they just gave a max deal to. Got beat by a lot of young dudes. A lot of guys that hustled. But you can't make them can't make the excuse of a four o'clock game. Bucks were ready to go. They just took their foot off the accelerator a little bit. Mike tweets, sad display for the Bucks home opener. Middleton isn't doing enough to stop the criticism. His stats look okay tonight, but he had some critical mistakes at times. Giannis has to be smarter, and there have been too many cheap fouls against him. And can we stop shooting 50-plus threes? Well, I'll address this in, in chunks, Mike. One, they won't stop shooting 50-some threes. The Bucks are going to take a lot of threes. Now, maybe I could be happy if Robin Lopez stopped shooting a bunch of threes. I'm kind of done seeing that, but step into them. Giannis stepped into five of them tonight. Uh, none of them looked particularly good, but for those wanting Giannis to take three and be aggressive with it, he took five of them tonight. Middleton was four of 11 from downtown, two of eight from Brooke Lopez. His only non-miss came late into overtime where they finally gave him another block touch. Basically won the game on Thursday night going to the block. Four of 11, four of nine from downtown was Kyle Korver. Pat Connaughton didn't factor in on the scoring sheet. He was 0 of 2. But one of three from George Hill from deep. Four of seven was Wes Matthews, and he continues to be a just a, a glimmer of hope for what the Wes Matthews signing can do. Thinking that you got that guy on the contract, you did with the veteran type of experience that he has, 
really looking like a good move for the Milwaukee Bucks. We're going to hear from Matt Velasquez, our insiders down at Fiserv Forum for the home opener. We're going to hear from him, Milwaukee Journal Sentinel beat writer. Also get you a defensive play of the game. Hear from head coach Mike Budenholzer and also get a minute in the MVP race. Your MVP doesn't isn't able to finish out the game again tonight. Fouls out in overtime. But one of the main reasons why the Bucks were able to force overtime. Drive of the game is next. You're going to hear from Matt Velasquez in 15 minutes. It's Big and Save Probes postgame show. I'm Bill Schmidt, Baby Tausch. Appreciate you listening after each and every Bucks game right here on The Fan. Giannis tracks it down and jams. There's always something unexpected that changes the game. It's going to be crazy, man. Here's tonight's X Factor of the Game. Brought to you by Brian Stratton College Athletics. Offering athletic scholarships in 15 junior college sports. Learn more at bscbobcats.com. This is the Pick and Save Pro Hoops postgame show on The Fan. Going to hear from our insider, Matt Velasquez, down at Pfizer Forum in a little bit of room right now, hanging out inside the locker room. Just shot me a message. They're waiting on Giannis at Tetacumbo to finish up. He uh, finishes the night 29 points, 17 boards, nine assists, three steals, two blocks, but tying a career high with eight turnovers did Giannis. The turnovers, difference tonight. Bucks, 18 team turnovers, 16 compared to what the Miami Heat had. Heat out-rebound the Bucks by 7, 54, 47. Shoot just a bit higher percentage at 45.5. 36.5% from three. Bucks, 17 of 54. That's 31.5% from downtown. Bucks are still going to chuck them. That's for sure. But being able to make them is the, the final key. But look at the hustle stats. Bucks get out rebounded, steals pretty much even, block shots pretty much even, turnovers. Bucks just a little bit worse. Commit just one or two more fouls. I mean, this game was from the stats right on par. But the extra possessions that the Heat were able to get. They had three more offensive rebounds than you, and they put those in. Unable to capitalize and put teams away, especially at home, especially those that are lesser than you, is going to be something that this team is going to battle with each and every day and each and every game. But to say that there's anything different that we're seeing or that there's a change in how the Bucks are going to have to approach this, it's just finishing the game. And being able to put teams away. They've shown a capability of being able to do it. It's just, are you able to do it on a night-in and night-out basis? This team won 60 games last year. Now, we haven't seen that in this town in quite some time. But when it happens, it's easy to look past the accomplishment, right? It's easy to think... Well, they can do that again. East is down. Winning 60 games, guys, is a heck of an accomplishment. It's a heck of a feat for a team to, one, be able to stay as healthy as they did last year and be able to win all of the games like this. Now, we've got a couple of people tweet in that this feels like the Phoenix game from last year. I don't know about that. But being able to finish off teams that you know you're better than that's a difference. Bucks got to be able to finish out games like this. You can also tweet us at 105.7 FM, the fan. I'm at Bill Schmidt radio. Dwayne says unacceptable and not re- to not be ready for your home opener and lose to the heat. Matthew, thankfully it's a long season in the NBA and you can choke one away early like this bounce back and be just fine. That said, it's shaping up to be a bad Wisconsin sports weekend. Again, Let's hope the Packers don't make it a trifecta. Nate's asking, what happened to Eric Bledsoe? I get being nervous. I'm nervous literally any time this guy has the basketball. He made some uncomfortable decisions tonight. 
he hasn't been able to close things out like he wanted Eric Bledsoe to be able to do. And let's be honest, who are you more comfortable having the basketball in his hands? 33 minutes of Eric Bledsoe? Or give me any point in time that George Hill is on the floor. The stats are going to favor Bledsoe. Takes a few more shots, gets himself more involved. But, I mean, George Hill is just a calming, calming influence. Another one on Eric Bledsoe. Middleton was awful. Bledsoe is horrible. I don't see a number two stepping up right now. That's from Laura. Well, Laura, I think this is the one thing that you need to look at. It's going to be different each and every night. We're going to get to our new bench mob moment of the game here in a couple of seconds and hear from Matt Velasquez in about 10 minutes from right now. But these are, you know, tipping point situations in games that you can either put a team away or be Kelly Olynyk going for seven points in a minute and a half away from letting the team right back in the game. The Bucs being able to close games out like this is going to be pivotal down the stretch of being a one seed, but being able to play without Giannis is another fight in and of, in, in of itself. That guy's got to make sure that he's on the floor. And I know some of the calls were tough, but when you put yourself in situations to be second-guessed, you allow the officials to be a part of it. And I think that was the most frustrating part of it for me was you're in the middle of giving the opportunities to come back in the game. You, you, you are giving the Heat opportunities to stay in the game by turning the basketball over, by missing consecutive threes, taking short shots on the on the shot clock. There were a lot of times where the Bucks pulled up real early tonight. That's part of the game plan. But when you're missing them more than you're making them, it slows the team down and allows guys to jump back in the game. Defensive play of the game tonight. It's brought to you by Laborers International Union Local 113. Feel the power online. LIUNA113.org. The defensive play of the game was while the Bucks were trying to battle through a 20 to 5 run the Miami Heat went on in the fourth quarter. Giannis broke it away and got himself into the stat sheet, dueling it up. Giannis from distance. He makes the play and Talk about making the winning plays. That's how you do it, young fella. Marcus Johnson, Jim Paschke on the call. And being able to keep his team in the ball game, Giannis continually gave them opportunities, but not being able to finish was the key in tonight's game. They allow the Miami Heat to hang around left by 17 at the break. They lose it by five, tied it up at the end of regulation by a Giannis tip-in. It was tremendous. It fired back up the crowd. We had a lot of people leaving Fiserv for him. A lot of wet people leaving Fiserv for him, by the way. Goodness gracious, just walked outside to my car. Woo! Soaked. It's pouring out here. Get yourself underneath one of those tents or awnings. And by that, I mean into a nice establishment right across the street from Pfizer Forum. There's going to be better opportunities for Giannis to close out games, and there's going to be better opportunities for the Bucs to play without Giannis. The Bucs were unable to finish it without Giannis in the game tonight, and it costs them in the home opener, 131-126. How did Coach Budenholzer see it? We'll hear from Coach Bud coming up next. We're also going to hear from Matt Velasquez as he gets out of the Bucks locker room. It's all coming up straight ahead, and still time for you. 414-799-1250. We've been your home to talk Bucks after each and every game. It, we still are continuing. I'm Bill Schmidt, baby Tausch, taking over. This is the Pick and Save Pro Hoops postgame show on 105.7 FM, The Fan. This guy's on the inside. After every game, listen to the Pick and Save Pro Hoops postgame show for the latest from JS Online's Matt Velasquez. Brought to you by the law offices of Thomas Marola. Divorce, child custody, or any other family law needs. Go with experience. Go with Thomas Marola online at marolalaw.net or call 414-327-5800. This is the Pick and Save Pro Hoops postgame show on The Fan. 131-126, Bucks fall in the home opener at Pfizer Forum. It's Matt underscore Velasquez. He's the 
lead Bucks beat writer for the Milwaukee Journal Sentinel, and our insider here on the Pick and Save Probes postgame show. Matt, I'll start with this. Another tough call to end the night of the reigning MVP. What did you see on the foul call offensively against Giannis there in overtime? Yeah, I think that if if they're going to call that, it's, uh, it's only because Goran Dragic sold it. Uh, that's a veteran move by him uh, to do that. I don't think that it was, you know, necessarily a, a foul that uh, will always be called. I didn't get multiple good looks at it uh, after it happened, uh, but from the looks I saw, I thought that was something that might be able to kind of let go. And you know, Dragic, you know, did that too to, to George Hill, where he got mm-hmm. just a little bit of contact and he was able to sell it, uh, and that fouled him out of the game. So, I mean, I guess credit to Goran Dragic, but that's uh, that's a really tough break for the Bucks. Yeah, it's a tough it's a tough way to lose, and it's a tough way uh, to lose your star there in that game. And and then you just brought it up, Matt, when you then also right away lose George Hill on the following possession to the same pretty much instance. That really felt like a, a backbreaker in being able to come back and withstand the loss of Giannis, like you were able to do on Thursday night. George Hill, although the stats didn't look very you know promising from what he was able to do, just four shot attempts in the 29 minutes. He's such a calming influence with the basketball in his hands late in the game. Yeah, that's for sure. And I think you know, Giannis mentioned after the game that you know, the whole team thinks they're all a little bit too excited. Um, you know, the first two games of the season, they're reaching too much. Uh, they're not trusting the help enough in terms of fouling too much. I mean, the Bucks fouled 32 times today. I don't remember how many of the times they, they fouled on uh, Thursday against Houston, uh, but it was higher than normal. Uh, and part of that is James Harden, and part of that uh, is just them, you know, getting into too much foul trouble. Something that they did do a lot last season. They were one, they were one of the best teams when it came to not fouling, um, and so this is um, you know unusual for them. Um, they're not you know kind of you know attacking things defensively uh, the way they did in the past in terms of being able to avoid those fouls. Uh, I think that there you know have been some uh, silly offensive fouls um, by Giannis and others. Um, that that are racking up, and that's that's something they'll need to address, um, you know, soon as the season goes on. Because you can't have foul trouble like that and be, you know, a really good team, especially when that foul trouble leads to uh, your best player missing crunch time. Well, and two, Matt, you're you're not able to win a lot of games when you take your foot off the gas a little bit, and it, and it felt like that happened a little bit after the 70 point first half, and the Bucks allow the Heat to to hang around. You've been around this game a long time. Teams come back regularly from leads of 15, 20 points in the NBA and make it games, but being able to close these games out, these felt like games that you consistently were getting last year. Part of the reason why I think it's very, very tough to expect this team to get 60 wins again just because of the number and and the games like this that you were able to close out so many times a year ago. Yeah, we we saw it with this team. We saw the way the Bucs were able to come back from a big margin. Uh, just the other day. So you know it's possible. Right. Yep. I mean, we, we, we all saw it. Um, you know, so the, the Heat were the ones who were doing it today. Um, they were definitely the aggressors. Bam Adebayo was, was great. Goran Dragic was great uh, down the stretch. Uh, the Heat got a nice bump from, from Nunn and from Hero. And in the third quarter, Kelly Olenek basically was just making winning plays left and right, uh, especially in the fourth quarter. And the Bucks just never had an answer. The defense uh, wasn't where it needed to be. Uh, they were overhelping. They were they were getting lost in the pick and roll. Uh, and then sometimes when they did play good defense, the Heat were making the shots, you know, the mid rangers and uh, the floaters and things like that uh, that the Bucks kind of want to force. Uh, and meanwhile, the Bucks were three of twenty four from three point range after halftime, after going fourteen of thirty in the first half. I mean, just the the wheels totally fell off at both ends. Um, they really didn't have anybody who could who could kind of solve their their problems, who can kind of break them out of that spell. They didn't have an energy guy who who turned things around. I mean, that guy was Giannis, and Giannis was the one who, you know, he mm-hmm. scored the last, you know, five points of, of regulation for them uh, to give them a chance in overtime, score the first bucket of overtime, and then suddenly he's out of the game and, and there's no answers. Got to be tough being Chris Middleton at a point like that because that gets a, a pretty decent look and, and just felt like it was just a little bit long when it rolls out there with the opportunity to tie it at the end of overtime. Another tough night for for Chris, but also we're talking about a tough night when in 37 minutes he's scoring 25 points and was 4 of 4 to start out the game and had 11 in the first quarter. I mean, he the Bucks have kind of been, you know, like Chris Middleton this year. Chris Middleton was kind of off to a slow start against Good Houston. way to put it. Yep. 
and they made a bunch of clutch buckets uh, down the stretch. Um, two two big threes against Houston to help them win that game. And this then you know this game. He is hot going up, you know, right out of the gate, you know, four for four, three threes. They're cruising. They have a big lead. And then, you know, things are a little bit tougher in the second half. Shots don't fall. He had to hit one that, you know, Pfizer form was like ready to, ready to go. And, you know, it rattles all around the rim and bounces out. And at that point, when you're Chris, I think he like kind of like rolled his eyes a little bit, kind of looked up like, man, what do we got to do to get one to go down? Um, you know, and that last look, I mean, that's the look that he says he wanted. Um, that was what they drew up. If you can get him right. catching in rhythm, turning, you know, on a corner three, you know, he got a clear look. It just, it just was a little long. And so, you know, that's uh, that's kind of the way the Bucks have been. You know, one half good, one half not so good, and they're going to have to put together a full game. They're going to want to win games consistently. Just a couple of more minutes. Matt Velasquez, Milwaukee Journal Sentinel, joining us here on the post game show. Our insider all year long on the Pick and Save Pro post game show. Follow him on Twitter at Matt underscore Velasquez. Matt, how about Wesley Matthews? Another night where he's just a consistent performer for you, putting in fourteen points and and doing a job that is is demanding in the sense of a guy coming off of the injury that he had a couple of years ago. It's good to see him having those legs underneath him and hopefully he's going to be able to sustain that because they're going to need him going forward. Definitely. I mean, they, they brought him in uh, for his defensive toughness, for, for what he could do on that end, um, and he's generally been okay there. Uh, in the second half, I'm sure we could all find some problems with, with where he was and what he was doing, as we could with all the Bucks in that second half because you know, I don't think all of them were uh, in the right spots you know, often enough. Um, you know, and then his three-point shooting at one point, he was four of six. I don't know what he finished. It might have been four of seven. Um, you know, but he, he was pretty good with those quick trigger threes, you know, getting those open looks, uh, knocking them down. There was one in, in the corner that, you know, he really needed to make. He had a wide open look and just didn't go down. Uh, but that was, you know, that was the Bucks. Like they were getting wide open looks anytime after halftime, they got a bunch of open looks. They got uh, good attempts and, you know, name your player. They couldn't find ways to knock them down. Um, but Wes Matthews has been good so far. Um, I don't know if he's been great, but he's definitely been good. And, and he, seems like he fits well with what the Bucks are trying to do. Matt, we'll do it again on Monday night. The Bucks welcome in the Cleveland Cavaliers. Welcome back to Fiserv Forum. Welcome back to the NBA season, now two games in. And uh, appreciate it as always, and we'll keep talking here on the Pick and Save Probes postgame show. All right, great. We'll talk to you on Monday. Thanks, man. That's Matt Velasquez joining us, courtesy of Thomas Marola Law Offices on the Great Midwest Bank Hotline. If you're looking to buy, build, renovate, or refinance in 2019, look no further. Call Great Midwest Bank today. Great Midwest Bank providing simply local common sense lending to your community since 1935. Take an eye on the enemy with Coach's Pub and Grill on South 13th. Stop in today for lunch or dinner. Try the fabulous Friday Fish Fry. Now open at Coach's on Lake to noon the Miami Heat tonight he said Bam Adebayo was tremendous 38 minutes 19 points he was 9 of 12 from the free throw line and helped seal the deal from the stripe for the Miami Heat tonight also 8 of 17 from none Tyler Hero uh, everybody knows and I had a couple of people tweet in can we make sure that this time about the Bucks game and not you just loving Tyler Hero because he went to your high school and he's from Milwaukee, and you think it's so cool that he's in the NBA. I do think it's pretty cool that he's in the NBA. I think it's pretty tremendous that the dude made his second career NBA game and started in front of a home crowd. And from all the intents and purposes, from what I heard, it was a good reception. Everybody was fair and cheered for the dude. It's a hometown kid. Sam Decker was getting a lot of smoke uh, or on Twitter about saying if you boot him, that's pretty embarrassing of you as a human being you might have some more difficulties with yourself if you're worried about that i think it was just cool to see a guy that is from milwaukee playing on a milwaukee hardwood and tyler hero goes for 14 points tonight but six of 16 from the field was not great Dragic was good tonight 35 minutes and had 25 points and led the scoring for the Miami Heat and really led the comeback and and the finish for the Miami Heat as they take down the Bucks tonight in the home opener at Fiserv Forum in overtime, 131 to 126. We'll be right back with the Big and Safe Pro Hoops postgame show. I'm Bill Schmidt, Baby Tausch. We're going to hear from Coach Bud next, as well as Giannis and Wesley Matthews. It's the Big and Safe Pro Hoops postgame show on 105.7 FM, The Fan. Who played a big role off the bench today? Let's check our bench mob moment of the game. 
This is the Pick and Save Pro Hoops Post Game Show on the Fan. Bucks lose tonight in the home opener at Pfizer Forum 2019-2020 campaign. Bill Babytow Schmidt hanging out with you on the Pick and Save Pro Hoops Post Game Show 131. 126, the final score. Bucks will host the Cleveland Cavaliers coming up on Monday night. Some new adding to the postgame show this year. Bench mob moment of the game. My favorite parts of the season last year was the love affair that we all got with the bench. And a lot of it came from this dude. Part of it, two different four-point plays started by key members of the Bucks bench tonight. One of them, a fan Favorite in Ursad, Elias Silva. He drains the three. Four-point play possibility. He would cash in, make it a four-point play, and then the Bucks just two minutes later. Well, this is how they closed out a seventy-point first half. Corber pass back three. In the second quarter, this time it's Corver. Bucks really operating and executing that. That all highlights courtesy of Fox Sports Wisconsin. That finished off the scoring in the 70-point first quarter for the Bucks. They lose it after having the 17-point lead. They lose it by five tonight. Part of a drive brought to you by Wrench and Go. The drive of the game. Need auto parts? Wrench and Go is a self-service yard. Bring your own tools and access lowest-priced auto parts around wrench and go the drive of the game was the drive of the Miami heat to stay in this thing they're down 17 at half you just heard the two plays that really lit it up and allowed the bucks to really pull away towards the end of that first half and take advantage and, and bring the distance to what it was the margin that it was at the point bucks were in control and heat just keep Chipping away. Outscore the Bucks by six in the third quarter. And then 39 points in the fourth quarter. Part of that, a 20-5 to run that gave the Miami Heat at one point an eight-point lead. That is your drive of the game with wrench and go. The ability for the Miami Heat to extend the game and extend their lead and then also get themselves into a lead and give it just enough cushion so the Bucks were unable to come back tonight. Mike Budenholzer down at Fiserv Forum. Get a coach's corner look with Schneider. For over 80 years, they've been offering great careers and great benefits. More home time than anybody else. Visit SchneiderJobs.com or call them at 1-800-44-PRIDE. The head coach of your Milwaukee Bucks after the loss on opening night. You know, a lot of credit to Miami uh, for the way they played in the second half and particularly the fourth quarter. Um... You know, we had a few chances uh, to maybe steal it, but, uh, you know, we just we have to be a lot better defensively, a lot better in some just um, feel and sense for type of game and coming out of the second half um, and, you know, continuing to kind of press forward, not being in, in uh, pause. So, but uh, Miami was great tonight. They played really well. Credit to them. Coach, from your vantage point, when do you think the momentum started to shift? I think in the third quarter, um, you know, it just felt like I don't know how much they, you know, I mean, they outscored us, I guess, only by six, but you could just feel in the third quarter that we weren't the same and they were better and um, it just continued through to the fourth. Um, I just think they were, you know, they were the better team, I guess goes without saying, in the second half. And I thought it happened pretty much out of the gate to start the third quarter. You guys were hot from three in the first half. Um, What changed in the second half? Was it different shots or was it something Miami was doing defensively? Um, You know, like always, I'll have to go and look at the tape. you know, I'm probably more frustrated with our defense and uh, offensively. You know, they're, they they uh, they get into you, so you got to cut harder, you got to screen harder, you got to attack. You know, play through contact, and um, you know maybe we didn't do that as well. Um, those things are more subtle, more things you have to pick up uh, watching tape. So, 
Um, I, I don't know what our three-point shots were, will look like in the second half. What did Milwaukee's MVP do today? Could he be a back-to-back MVP? It's time for the MVP Minute. This is the Pick and Save Pro Hoops postgame show on The Fan. Giannis goes off for a near triple-double in back-to-back outings. 29 points, 17 boards, 9 assists. That's going to be what you need to get it done if you're trying to go back-to-back. Like LeBron, Steve Nash, MJ. I mean, you're, you're talking about the greats, the absolute greats. That puts you in a different stratosphere if you go back-to-back as the MVP, something that Giannis is trying to do here in 2019-2020. But the MVP for back-to-back nights fouls out. His vantage point of it here on the Pick and Save Pro Hoops post-game you show. Guys wanted it. How can you move forward? What are the lessons learned? Obviously, uh, we got to learn from the last game. Uh, we were up 21. You know, I allowed them to come back uh, to the game. Uh, you cannot let that happen. You know, good teams don't let that happen. And uh, definitely going to learn from this. Uh, but obviously... Second game of the season, uh, you know, trying to uh, figure out one another, you know, figure out our chemistry, and um, we got 80 more to go, so gotta keep getting better and uh, you know watch the film and see what we can improve. Giannis, where do you think the defensive breakdowns came from in the second half and overtime? I think uh, we're able to uh, you know, tie gaps, you know, you know, find angles, especially um, with the pick and roll with Brook. We were able to go downhill and you know find the open man, and uh, you know make the right pass and make shots. But uh, we tried to do that the whole game. But I think uh, we realized that with Brookie, it works a lot better. He sets really good screens, and uh, you're able to go downhill and find the right pass. Yeah, it's so frustrating, man. Was it? You know, fall out back in that game. Just in a situation, I saw you go right to the assistant coach, Rusty replay. How frustrating is it? experience that in the first two games? Uh, it's, not, it's, not, it's not frustrating. Uh, first game we won, first game. I think the frustrating part is that, you know, not being out there uh, to help my team. Not necessarily, I don't know who, who would have won the game, but just being out there and, you know, try to help your team. Uh, maybe block a shot, maybe rebound the ball, maybe make, you know, pass or something. You know, that's the frustrating frustrating part about it. Uh, but obviously, you know, got to keep learning from it and, uh, you know, get better. What did you see on that final play of regulation? Where Chris, when Chris hit it, or was short, and then you were there to put put an end to send it to overtime? Uh, you know, I knew that, you know, the ball don't come to me. and uh, It went to Chris. I knew that, you know, he got to shoot it. So I got to go uh, as close as I can uh, to the rim, and hopefully I can, uh, you know, tip dunk it or rebound and put it back in and uh, that's what happened that's Giannis Antetokounmpo after the game tonight minute with the MVP here on the Pick and Save Pro Hoops post game show 105.7 FM the fan and 12.50 on the AM side Chris Middleton finishes the night 25 points 7 of 16 from the field 4 of 11 though from downtown and he was unable to convert on his final opportunity that one would have tied the game Chris Middleton spoke after the game today it's a good look. Definitely take that one again. Thought I might get the drop, but I uh, didn't go. What about Giannis being in the right spot at the right time as that happens? Uh, yeah, uh, it's perfect. I mean, um, I wish I could have got more on it. Uh, made it at least made it easy on him, but uh, it was a great, great play by him. Great instincts. What do you think was the biggest issue in the second half for you guys? Do you think you well in the first? Yeah, um, our defense, I, I would say, um, in the second half. Um, especially that fourth quarter. They pretty much hit everything at wherever they wanted. We fouled a lot, too. So um, they did a great job in pressure on us. That's Chris Middleton after tonight. The Bucks lose 131-126. And he's right. They did foul a lot. They allowed the Miami Heat, who just shot five free throws in the first half, to shoot 31 free throws in the final 29 minutes of action tonight. They finished did the Miami Heat 23 of 36 from the foul line, just under 64%, nothing spectacular, but the Bucks 27 of 35, just this sheer volume of free throws that the Heat were able to take in that second half and into the overtime period. 
The difference in tonight's game. Bucks lose at 131-126 at the home opener of Fiserv Forum here in the 2019-2020 campaign. Hopefully not something that we continue to see a trend starting. Giannis fouls out for his second straight night, but for the second consecutive game, Giannis triple-double worthy. 29 points, 17 boards, and nine assists, three steals, and two blocks from the MVP but he has eight turnovers. That matches a career-high double figures from Brooke Lopez, 10 from Eric Bledsoe, 14 once again from Wesley Matthews, 11 from Ursan. Kyle Korver pitched in 14 in the loss. They're back on the floor at Pfizer Forum coming up on Monday. That's when you're going to hear this. Pick and Save Probes postgame show again. Until then, I'm Bill Schmidt, baby Tausch for Evan Heffelfinger on the other side. We'll talk Bucks with you after the game against the Cavs Monday night. Keep it right here. You got the fan. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey.